0: Hi, and welcome to this weirdly early stream. Luckily, no one's watching live, so it won't make much difference to you lot. Uh, episode 165, giving it a Simpsons name. Hi, diddly-ho, Cagliarinos. <laughs> um, I think,
1: I think you found that's that's Cagliarinos.
0: Oh, yeah, sorry, Cagliarinos for your dar. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, we went to Friendly, but we'll talk about that at the end, because it sort of has changed a few things about how I'm seeing... This season, uh, but there's actually been a bit of news, even though we've only had like sort of three days. Uh, a couple of them we've talked about, uh, but Michael Skabala is the under 21s manager, Renny Maric is the new assistant manager. Good,
1: yeah, I'm glad we got that sorted.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm very glad we've got an under 21s manager seen as the first games on Friday. And it has now occurred to me that we're not going to be at watch for are we? Because there's a Friday night Premier League game and they don't let them show. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: They don't let them show them at the same time. We learnt last season. Got it at
1: the Premier League.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Should have gone down. It'd have been way easier. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but I'm glad that's done because that really desperately needed doing. And Maric is very highly rated, so we'll see. Um, The unconfirmed stuff, but looking pretty likely new contracts for Crescencio Somerville, Sam Greenwood, and Joe Galhart.
1: Yes, yes, and yes. Yeah, I I am happy with that. Obviously, you know Greenwood and Gelhaar have are definitely going to be featuring more often, given the, the how last season finished and, and how he's used them through preseason. Um, and I think Somerville probably would have featured more had he not got that injury. Was it um Was it just after the Man City 23s game?
0: I think he went off injured, didn't he, in that Man City 23's mm. game where he was, I was. I nearly said the best player on the pitch, the best Leeds player on the pitch. Like James McAtee and people like that looked really good too. But no, he he in theory should be one of the big beneficiaries from the five subs. Yeah. And as much as I wish this hasn't happened, he could also be a big beneficiary to Sinistera getting injured.
1: Yeah, I, I, again, it's just it's good to have those those options there. And now I, I know that having seen yesterday that there are times when the, the, the attacking midfielders go wider as well, but you, you can at least now add him to the list of players that is likely to feature as a backup when we, you know, we are either the 4 one as one of the two wide players or as one of the two tens. Yeah.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I think Somerville is a bit more confident inside than a, than a lot of wingers are. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. By admittedly, the reports it's not Football Insider is not the best thing in the world for accuracy, but on things like this, this is sort of their strong suit. You know, players that are on the younger side and contract news that, and they they've talked about all of them, but the Somerville one about half an hour before we went live, they said he's done. So hopefully that'll get announced quite soon. Uh, Greenwood. Greenwood's very interesting. We'll probably talk more about him shortly with a different bit of news. But obviously Jesse Marsh really likes him. He's proved himself to be a fringes of the first team level player and hopefully a little bit of kicking on and it can be more than that. Um, I don't need to talk much about Gellhart because I'll just get all excited again.
1: Under the laptop <laughs> will start wobbling.
0: Um, yeah, which is weird. It's not even on my lap. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, with Greenwood obviously has looked quite comfortable playing either as a centre mid or as a ten, and I, and I think he, he's looked. You know, he finished last season off very nicely at Brentford. Um, that has fit in perfectly fine so far with the with the preseason games. I think, um, you know, again. He's probably one of those that I, I, I would imagine it, it, most of his appearances will be off the bench this season, if if everyone's fully fit.
0: You would uh, think so. Like he'll probably start the league cup game.
1: Yeah, but um, no, I did. I think I think he's proved himself to be a good option to have. Excellent set piece taker, which yesterday's game showed. We might not
0: have many off still. It was better. <laughs> It was a definite improvement from last season. It's grading on a curve, is that? I um, mean, I, not even the one we scored because the one that Cox scored from, I don't think was one of the better balls in. There was no pace on it or anything. Cox did really well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. But no, like you say, good to have him tied down as, as as an option that's I think will get used more and more regularly this season.
0: And obviously, Galhart. I mean, he's probably not. He's not. He's probably not going to start against Wolves, but I would. I, I'd like him to. I just. I've wanted him to be playing for nearly two years at this point. Um, in much happier news, in, in a way, even happier, than tying down some good young players that I work really highly. Kiko Casilla has finally fucked off. About damn time! <laughs> uh, I will. I happen. will give you. I will give you the entire League United statement we united and Kiko Casio have parted company by mutual consent. We would like to thank Kiko for his contributions during his time at the club, and we wish him well in the future. I don't wish him ill in the future, but I won't go as far as well.
1: Ah, uh, he's been he's been future endeavoured, hasn't
0: he? Yeah, just he like, WWE cuts. I'm just I'm just glad he's gone because it was a waste of wages, a waste of everything. Uh, yeah, look when me. he first th- when he came in on
1: on what. Re- Reportedly, thirty to forty grand a week when we're in the championship. That
0: went up to fifty odd or something when we go. Yeah, out. yeah, it's, it's um, a big chunk of wages. Now, the actual—if we—if we think about him in order, the actual signing of him was a very ambitious move. Bringing in a keeper that I know he'd been sat on the bench all the time, but he'd been at Real Madrid, but he'd also been first choice keeper at, in La Liga and got in the Spain team once and got in the squad a fair bit. And it was replacing Bailey Peacock-Farrow on it at the time.
1: A Northern Irish international.
0: You know, who, let's be right, is shite. So, the signing at the start, it, it's a bit like the third side signing. It did make sense. Like, you can't, you, I can't have a go at the intent. And he started for actually quite well. But once the errors started coming, they ju- they just kept coming, and they don't stop coming, and they don't, <laughs> don't stop, stop coming. coming, and there was no way for Leeds United to hit the ground running.
1: Let's <laughs> be honest, just... it didn't make sense for us to keep him around for another year.
0: No, it didn't make sense for it. He was it awful. He it... <laughs> was just awful, wasn't it? Like there was that run of form where I mean I think one of the games with Chef Wednesday. We've just were battling them and they went got in once and had a weak shot, and it just went through him. And obviously, there's the playoff semi-final incident, which isn't 100 his fault, but it's a decent amount of his fault. It's at least 50. percent Yeah, but there was there was just so many that he did. In it. Yeah. Like, can you remember that one against Ipswich on last day when it didn't matter anymore? But so you forget about it. But he like but I think we put three pastors and like t- Ipswich two two who
1: had been relegated at the yeah, point.
0: and two of them were like completely. It was just a a bad, bad goalkeeper by the end.
1: Yeah, it, it, I think as you kind of look at it, it it ended up being replacing one goalkeeper's issues with a different goalkeeper's issues. Like you know, the issues for Bailey Peacock Farrell were was very static, dealing with crosses and
0: couldn't save a not, shot.
1: And did from... well, did not deal well with long distance shots.
0: Yeah,
1: and. Then you had this, uh, because I remember one of his first games, I'm I'm pretty sure we were playing Rotherham
0: away. When he made one of the best saves I've ever seen a (laughs) Leeds keeper that There was like a corner
1: that seemed to go to about the edge of the box and he sprints the length of the penalty area to punch it clear. And you're like, right, this is, it's a bit far, but good. Like, I'm glad he's going for it. And, And it became like almost suicidal, some of the stuff he went for.
0: Yeah, once you've had timid goalkeepers over and over again, you see one being really decisive and at first you think this is brilliant. But you know the thing I always say about Diego Llorente? He's so proactive that if he's having a good game, he'll have an absolutely worldy of a game. But if he's having a bad game, he looks like he's never played football before. Kiko Casilla has a bit of that because he's so proactive. And if he goes for everything and gets there, you get to end the game and think, wow, he's been brilliant. But he only has to screw up two out of 10. And he's knackered. Uh, and obviously, so that that is the football side out of the way. The other side is the racism allegation. From what he said to Jonathan Lecker, and the reports all found, and every single bit of evidence we've ever seen showed that he, he did it. So fuck him. Yeah, I did. I did try and stick to. I, I tried to stick to football to most of it, but that is a factor you can't ignore. It. So now we can stop talking about that arsehole, he's gone, he's done. We can start talking about someone that I love very, very dearly. It really sounds like Mateus' click might be off. That,
1: yeah, that would be it, would be sad because mm. he's such a, a lovable character, completely different from your typical footballer, mm. like on top of. On top of the goals he scored, which th- those those two years in the Championship, he he scored some absolutely fantastic goals and was just. I, th- I think that the redemption story from him made him even more likable as well. From, you know, being blamed for a defeat at Cardiff and exiled to Holland, mm. to then Marcelo Bielsa oh yeah, he's clearly good enough for this level and scoring against Stoke on the opening day.
0: Yeah. Uh, I always I always remember back to because it was when Bielsa had his no group, his yes group and his maybe group. And he was in the maybe group, wasn't he, at first? Mm-hmm. And very quickly. Probably yeah. wouldn't have started that Stoke game if Adam Forshaw wouldn't have got injured. Mm.
1: <laughs> Adam I was injured,
0: no.
1: Yeah. Um but no, like and just the the, the shithousery he brought with him. From pretending to to put on the binoculars to the water bottle, yeah. pouring a water bottle down
0: someone's back, um, Like dancing on the pitch,
1: yeah. The the, the, the picture of him with the cigar, fantastic, like fantastic. <laughs> that him it, doing, he was one of the ones doing Twitch streams in retro lead shirts and stuff <laughs> like that. Just, I mean, I still find it odd that there's footballers who've done Twitch streams.
0: Yeah. they are meant to all just be playing golf, like proper footballers. Although I think yeah. Mateus Click did play golf and it went really badly. I believe it was on Twitter at some point. Um, but I mean, I still think Click has a lot to offer. I really I don't want him to go. Um like I I think in the way that we play, he's probably more centre mid than attacking mid, and I think that's his problem. Cause the there's a lot of games where you watch Rodrigo and he isn't at his best, and you think, God, I'd rather have Click in that role. But with ten minutes left in a game, who's more likely to just do something that gets you a goal? It's probably Rodrigo. I think Click is is just dropped into a bit of an unfortunate play, and I think he'd be more than willing to stay for the season if it wasn't a World Cup. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: uh, he'd probably go. Well, I'll do one more, and then I'll go. And that'll be fine. But when you look at it now, like what have we got for options around him? So there's like Harrison, Aronson, and Rodrigo look like being the free behind the striker slash Rodrigo with Bamford. Gellart's also a there and can play there, as is Greenwood. Hmm. In middle of midfield, you've got Adams and Rocker and Farshaw, and GAB looks good.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh they all he we've already said Marsh likes yeah. Greenwood. Archie Gray's Green, in there as well. Yeah. Marshall likes Greenwood in that deep role. Signing Sonny Perkins means that we've got another attacking mid-slash forward, which probably makes Greenwood more likely to play deeper. Archie Gray is a first-team player. And even with five subs, even though I, I, I of course, still think he makes your bench of nine, and he gets on a few times. I, I can understand. It's no slight on Clark. if he's If he's said... I've got a chance to play in World Cup this year. I can't just play 10 minutes every now and then. I need to play football. I don't want him to go, but he has earned... He's done enough at Leeds to earn the ability to, cho- to choose in this situation. If he thinks it's the right thing to do and he gets a good offer, that's fine. Because it's not going to be loads of money. We're not going to be haggling over much. No. I, not at I mean, his age and contract situation and stuff. No, I mean,
1: he's, he's 32 now, so... You're looking at this World Cup potentially being his last international tournament as well. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're into last decent contract territory as well. So if, if there's a chance for him to get a move to play first team football somewhere, um, that'd be great. I'd, I'd, I'd love it if somehow we can get him and Alioski together.
0: <laughs> yeah, just, just, walk just walk one last just... run. I'm just having a look to check. Apparently, he's, he's, he has got two years left on his deal. Uh, uh, but the um, yeah, if it happens, it happens. But I, I would, I still think that he's a good player to have around, and if if I get my way, I would prefer him to stay.
1: Yeah, it's we we've, we've spoken about it before, and I think it was predominantly at the end of the first season in the Premier League where you know, there the did have to be this reality of we do need to start replacing some of these players now. Unfortunately, it wasn't sustainable having not sustainable. ailing Dallas click, uh, you know, even at the end of the first season uh, when you still had Hernandez and Verratti in the squad as well. And you just as <laughs> it, sad as it was we kind of had to lose the sentimentality and I think it hurts because up until um up until Bielsa and kind of having a squad a squad that stuck together for a number of years the, there've been so many players come in sort of between Simon Grayson's era and Bielsa that just came and went and at, at best you felt nothing towards them at worst, you were like, "Why were you here?" As long as you were Michael Fucking Brown, um, yeah. you know. So it was quite nice that we had these players that had, that had, one actually achieved something, and two were, were likable people.
0: Yeah, that that is one. That's one thing that Mateus Click, has in Spades, He's very likable.
1: It it is just it's just something different as a as as a footballer, and we, and it fits Leeds like. Mm. You know we as as much as i think there would be you know again the images of of the players drinking after promotion went 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 round and we all were like go on lads you've, you've earned this we do like someone who's a bit different mm. you know and, and not even just in a oh you know we we, we do like someone who puts in a tackle or whatever it just we, we sort of like an outsider in, in that sense
0: yeah uh, so I, I doubt that anything will move on that mega quickly. So I think you know, it, it'll probably so it'll be gone by then.
1: the time the podcast goes out in about an hour.
0: Yeah, probably. We'll uh find out that he is uh at Vizla Krakow for yeah, oh, shit. um, so the friendly, well, actually, before the friendly, the Lioness has won, yes, yeah, they won the Euros. Um, Obvious, I have since watched the highlights and I watched a few bits live, but we both went to the friendly. Yeah. So the unfortunate scheduling meant that we couldn't watch all of it. But I think it said a lot for um, how well, considering the normal viewing figures of women's football, how much this has really got people. Because there was a few people just staying down in the concourse watching it, weren't there? And when when that cheer went up for England's second goal, Loads of people jumped out of the seat and sprinted down to the concourse to go watch it. I, I didn't. I, because I, I very, I very
1: slowly stood up and uh, walked into the concourse, but because yeah, whereas, of how small the seats are in the East and lower, <laughs> I just needed to move.
0: Yeah. Whereas because it wasn't a full ground, the five G actually worked, so I just got iPlayer up. Yeah. <laughs> um, which was nice, but no, it was a really good achievement. I'm, a, I'm absolutely delighted for them. By the way Rachel Daly was tweeting with uh, Radrizani, I have a feeling that she's going to be on the pitch on Saturday. Good. Yeah, um, yeah, just fantastic to see and hopefully Leeds can get the women's team up the leagues a bit because I think that would really help with engagement round here. I think that, and this is not Necessarily, I think every Leeds fan wants the Leeds women's team to win, but the but the majority of the time they're not really bothered. When, I couldn't say, I couldn't even I say that I am.
1: Who would be the closest Super League team to us here?
0: Uh, now I couldn't,
1: I couldn't remember. Uh, are Doncaster in the Super
0: League or no? So didn't they lose out when they did the uh, you know when they sort of half franchised it
1: because uh, yeah. they'd
0: been winning it all the time for years. Like in in the women's super league, by the looks of this, for closest teams is it, is it Manchester. It's put, well, it's Man City and Man United, I think.
1: Yeah, you know, and I know it, it was very encouraging last at the end of last season when Newcastle had that home fixture. I think they got about twenty thousand at St James's Park, didn't they? They got a big yeah. crowd for for their first game there. Um, but yeah, at this point, it's 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 bad that there's not a team closer. In this region and not to say that if huddersfield had a, a women's team in the super league i'd, I'd be supporting them but the, the the fact that there's no yorkshire representation there at all is yeah. isn't great so it'd be quite nice in the next few years if if we could get the investment in there and and sort of get to that level
0: because it always feels like and don't get me wrong it is not this simple but it when you when you've Teams in the Premier League, it does feel like it had cost so little money Hmm. to make a massive difference to women's team. But you can't just siphon some off because, yeah, it costs. We've got loads of money in the Premier League now, but all of it's going out on other (laughs) things.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the fortunate side of it is at least now it doesn't count towards FFP, does it? Investment into the women's teams. So if that did come, at least it's not going to affect us from that perspective
0: yeah.
1: um but yeah I, th- I think at this point now it would be quite nice to see a, a year or two with i'm not saying put them straight into the super league now but some better investment into it now and so that there wouldn't be such a jump when the time comes for us to to, to go to that next level
0: yeah we can get up and as as with the twenty ones games when it's possible if you whatever amount it is to not completely knack of the pitch, stick some ga- stick games at Ellen Road and make them free for season ticket holders. Mm. And people will go. You'll probably get more at the minute at the 21s games than in the women's games, but give it time. It'll I,
1: it'll I mean up. if you, I mean now is the time to to, to yeah. get a women's game at Ellen Road as, as soon as you the can fir-
0: really. the first available game. Shouldn't yeah. Should be a little because this, is, you're right, this is the exact time to do it if you want to get people in. Um, and we got plenty in for the friendly for League United 6 Calgary 2. It would just short of 30, wasn't it?
1: Uh, yeah, 20, 29, and a bit thousand. So yeah, very um, nice turnout because they just they they ended up opening the sections of the, of the stand up, but didn't they?
0: Yeah, uh, we won't do this the normal way of just going through the game in order because with it being a friendly, it's better to look at because. I'm fairly sure the eleven we saw is the eleven we're going to see against Wolves. Yeah, you know you might maybe one change if someone gets a knock, but we'll go through it basically player by player. So a quick recap: first half Leeds were pretty good. Uh, defensively was fairly solid. Carey, we did get in behind a couple of times, but nothing. They had one decent chance. Well, I can't but believe played... the,
1: I can't believe they let him in behind. Yeah. I don't know who he was, but someone yeah. behind us got very annoyed that he got in behind.
0: Yeah, and then it turned out that he's absolutely rapid. <laughs> um, yeah, so played some pretty good stuff. Uh, had some decent chances. Really good goal from Rodrigo, uh, but the second half was when it really opened up. They made a few changes. We obviously didn't, but we started playing some much better football in the second half. We really, some of the movement was pretty good. Uh, Rodrigo has been given a generous second goal, but it was an own goal. Like, yeah. I've seen where he played back. It looked like it was off the keeper, but it definitely won't go. It was a pullback, basically. Um, i never looked
1: to see if he actually went off with the match
0: ball. No, I don't know if he'll have bothered. Third goal, probably the pick... Yeah, I think it was the pick of him. Well, the fourth one was pretty good as well. Um, but Cali would come forward. Ball comes to Aronson, edge of box. He breaks away from midfield, plays a really good ball outside of his foot. Uh, Bamford goes through. can finish. Really well taken. Um... Then Leeds had a 10 uh, it was I think Reminded Christensen had, <laughs> it
1: was very
0: Christ, Christensen had his head injury, which looked nasty, but it appeared they were both fine, even though they took theirs off. It just looked it looked superficial rather than actually dangerous. And then Robin Cock hurt his knee a bit. And in that sort of a little bit of messing about, they just seemed to lose concentration. And then they just the is it was on it, the number nine. Yeah, just started being a massive threat, <laughs> and they were just knocking balls, particularly over slouch to the in behind our left back. Um, but they just kept getting in behind. First one, I'm less annoyed about the first one because although you went did get sucked out a bit too much. It was a really good step over and then run. It was quite a good uh, sort of it was it was a good bit of movement between two strikers. And looking back, it might have been the hard offside anyway. Christensen, though, was like three yards behind the rest of the defensive line, which was a bit of a shame. And good finish. Second one, Robin Cock goes in to make a tackle, misses it, gets a second chance, misses that one as well. Lavumbo's breaking through, breaking through. And you're going right, you enter, go across, go across, go across, go across. And he doesn't go across and he scores. Top it. corner. It was a very good finish, to be fair, but it's bad defending. Uh, but then, and then, uh, it should have been 3-3. Again, this time Lavomba was in the middle and he was about four yards offside, knocked ball over top. But the guy on the right was four yards onside. No one went with him, ran in, cross, missed the sitter. And you thought, geez, it was like such a. You know that 10 minutes against Villa last season away, where we mm-hmm. went from 1 0 up to 3 1 down in no time. We basically did that. We just stopped playing completely. Um. Leeds fourth goal really good bit of play uh, Mark Locker played a really nice ball out to um, to Strouk Strouk brought it out of his feet and played like a nice pass inside to Harrison he beat his man pull back Bamford tapping on the line uh, very similar goal for the fifth this time Rodrigo from an Aronson pulled back after they'd given the ball away and then Robin Cock made it six with a header from an Aronson free kick uh, that's like flying through the game because there's no point going into all the detail uh First thing, before we get into like each player, how was your confidence level after that game compared to before it?
1: Yeah, it was better. It, it definitely showed, regardless of the opposition, that the, the understanding of our tactical approach is there. Um, and, and I thought throughout, they pressed very well. You know, obviously, the, the, the big move... I know there was the attempt to transition last season... Uh, once Jesse had come in, but now it'll be the full move into pressing certain areas of the pitch. So you tend, you know, obviously you tend to see now that the centre backs in possession will kind of allow them to carry it a certain distance. And it's once it goes to the full backs, typically you'll get Harris. And mm-hmm. in, in this case, Harrison or Aronson will, will sort of lead the press. And, and it's almost like kind of putting a small, like a, Sort of a semicircle around them to try and force them back. In as in as much as you have, if it's on the with their left back, you've got Aronson going across. Bamford's kind of co- trying to cover the inside pass a bit more. Um, so I thought they actually executed that very well for the most part. And the concern will all will probably be for a while yet the the, the space in behind the full-backs when we lose and the space the
0: and and the space on the far side. Yeah. Whichever side it is, far. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: but for for the most part, I, th- I thought it looked like we fully understand the tactical approach now. It was quite nice to see there were times when either Aronson or Harrison would stay out on the touchline, especially when we were kind of bringing it out from yeah. defence.
0: That, for me was the, my biggest takeaway and my biggest thing for being a bit more confident than I was. Hmm. In Australia, it happened occasionally, but we were really narrow. And I know that's sort of his thing and I'm not mad keen on it, but that's fine. Whereas this, we were mostly narrow. But sometimes if like if Mark Locker had the ball on the left side, you know, one of one of the wingers, whether it was Aronson or Harrison, at least one of them was willing to go stand on the touchline sometimes. And it really helped us, because if you narrow all the time, you cannot stretch for defence. But if you go wide, even if it's only occasionally, it gives them something to think about. And we looked much, much better for it.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think probably more so in the first half, I noticed quite a few times, uh, especially with the strap, that you you'd get him playing the crossfield ball to Aronson, who was... Was typically on the touchline for that, yeah. Um, so yeah, it kind of it, it made me feel a bit more confident that it's not this entirely rigid system that that leads our a narrow side. That, yeah. that there is there are exceptions to that, which I think there needs to be because otherwise, I think when you when you play as set as narrowly as as we did in preseason, it can also become very predictable.
0: Yeah. Um The other thing that it wasn't just that I thought the press for the most part was good. It was it looked more aggressive to me. Like there was there was a couple of moments where Rocker lost the ball, and like lost the ball, and instead of the instinct to just drop in, like he sprinted forward twenty yards to get in and get in amongst the and really surround the ball. And that is I know that that's a lot more. If we do that against Man City, yeah, they'll probably pick us off. But that will probably happen no matter what style you're playing. I am not particularly worried about games like that. Whereas doing things like that might be the thing that makes a difference against Southampton or against Bournemouth or you know, that sort of game. So I, I was I don't know wrong, I haven't so I don't suddenly think we're gonna win the league, even though I think I have titled this thing you know, They might as well hand us the trophy now. Uh <laughs> I don't but I no longer I'm not as pessimistic as I was after that game yesterday. I really think the front four played some very good stuff. Rodrigo was a bit off it for about ten minutes, but after that, I thought he was really good. And once he got his confidence going a bit, he played some passes that were he played some passes that were really good and the the exact sort of thing that we've been missing in this sort of situation.
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, I've said a few times I've, I've thought Rodrigo's kind of looked at his best when he's actually playing around Patrick Bamford. Yeah, so I am hoping that again a run of that will will do him some good. Um, and I think mm-hmm. if if you've got whichever way you play it, if you have three players around him in Bamford, Harons, uh, Harrison, and Aronson, who are as aggressive pressing as they are, I think that takes a lot of the pressure off him to do that because yeah. it, it's just not his style. Whereas if if he's if he's your number nine you lose that straight away
0: in that central area. Because yeah. um, the, the thing with Rodrigo is I don't think he's like he's never been unwilling to press he's just not very good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't
1: it? it it's just it's just not what he it's just not in his strengths. Mm. But if you've got and and if you include the two central midfielders in that in, in Adams and Rocker, if you've got those five people around him that are, are pressing well, it it takes that pressure off him then. And as long as he's kind of doing his, enough of his job, you sort of get away with it. Um. So, so I'm, I'm, I feel better about that as well. As long as yeah. Papen stays injury free.
0: Yeah, I shouldn't mention Leeds made no subs in this, and the bench was people who were never going to play in a million years, and Mateus Click, um, of... which looked really weird at first, but. Uh, it then came out that Leeds played a game yesterday against the Man City eleven, uh, And a lot of the players, who, all the players who you would have thought would have been on the bench for this all played like 60 to 90 minutes in that game. Yeah. Which is so, fine. Absolutely fine. Uh, so yeah, player by player. Some of these will have a lot to say about. Some of them we won't. Speaking of won't, ilan Melier.
1: Um, there was nothing he could really do about either goal. Apart from that, was fine.
0: Yeah, cool. Uh, first interesting one, Lasmus uh, Christensen.
1: Love that man. Yeah. <laughs> he is cult hero written all over him.
0: Well, I think, the, I mean, it's quite clear. It's not even, I think, the club is pushing that as a narrative. Hmm. Like they are Look, going. It's your hey. new Pontus Janssen. <laughs> yeah. hey. hey, Christensen, Janssen, they both say uh, son. <laughs> but no, he looks really good. Um, The thing that... There's a couple of things... I I mean, he made a couple of very good tackles, which always helps. Defensively, he looked strong enough. He'd left space in behind him, but you're going to as a fullback in this system. There's not really anywhere around that. I thought he linked up really well with Aronson. You can tell that they know each other. Yeah. Um, And he played... He showed really good awareness. He played a couple of really creative passes. And in particular, he took, late on when there wasn't much at stake, he took a really good quick free kick that got us in behind from nowhere. Uh, there's, I, ju- I just thought that in every... For, and he, he was always willing to overlap and try and get to the byline. And uh, I was very impressed with
1: him. Yeah, indeed. The- I think physically I think he looks like he will absolutely be fine in the Premier League. You know, he's a big lad. I think I said to you last night, like he definitely looks like he could do a job at centre back if, if needs be. Mm. Um, but no, in terms of, you know, he's, he's definitely got the legs for for what is needed from a back in this system. Like you say, it's, it's great that you've already got that uh, built in partnership with with him and Aaronson. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm very impressed with him.
0: And um, I would say, even though it appears he's fine, I still have to say that I don't understand why we didn't just take him off when he got that head injury, even if it was completely superficial and we stitched him up. Just bring Click on and stick Tyler Adams at right back for a bit. Like, it's a friendly. Yeah. Just, just let it go. It's yeah, fine. if it
1: comes out today that he, he actually suffered a concussion, yeah. I'll, I'll be very annoyed that we put him back on.
0: Yeah. Um, Robin Cock...
1: Um, outside of the, the, that 10 minute period where they had the chances, mm. I, I think he was completely fine. Steady away. I think, I think there was one or two misplaced passes into top central areas, but nothing diabolical.
0: Yeah. So with the amount we play through the middle, you're going to get some of them. Yeah. Uh, and they're gonna look the thing is if you go through the middle and mess it up, it looks so much worse than giving it away trying to go wide. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the 10 minutes was bad, it was a good header for his goal from the uh from the Anton set piece. Uh I, I like Robin Cock. I prefer him to Yorente if one of them was gonna play right centre back, that's the one I'd want. I next to Urente, I have brackets the negative question mark. Because mm. I don't think he was particularly good on either goal and I thought he was actively terrible on the second one. But the one thing that he has been doing that I think the defensive mistakes nearly made me forgot about, but it needs to fair, he does pick passes through the lines from centre-back that gets up the pitch better than any of the other options we have back there. That's the,
1: that's the Spanish flair in him. Yeah. Um... But he yeah. played a couple like,
0: of he played a couple of really nice ones like as Rodrigo dropped off the front aiming for him or playing straight for Bamford. That were really good passes. And that will help if he can be consistent with it.
1: Yeah, it definitely helped last night that out of possession Cagliari showed little interest of in pressing anyone up until the halfway line. Yeah. Um so you definitely, had, it, you definitely got given a bit more time than I think you will in the Premier League. But mm-hmm. um it's we've always said about Murentes, he always looks very comfortable on the ball. It's just sometimes he looks too comfortable on the ball.
0: Yeah. Because he he can look comfortable until the moment he steps on the ball. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Or the moment he's thrown in a wild turn for absolutely no reason.
0: Yeah. Or the moment that he, for some reason, every time we conceded a goal, ends up on the floor. Even if there's no reason for it. Yeah. Uh, At left-back, Pascal Strack. Yeah,
1: again, solid game. He, I, I think, because of the, because obviously you see him at, cent, at centre back, you forget how good of an athlete I think he is, and he, he did very well getting up and down um, from left back. I, I don't think his natural ability is is what Christensen's is once he's in that final third, but. He, he can put a decent enough ball in there. He, he's, you know, he's got the legs to, in this case, get past Harrison when he needed to. Um, and again, same, same it will be the same as any fullback you talk about in this system. There'll be times when someone will get in behind him, but that will happen.
0: Yeah. We need a left back, but he is fine. Yeah. I'm assuming that this comment from I mean, Alec, from a friend of ours, Alex Benison, is your here by the time. Leaves you too exposed to playing the friend People like Neto running at him will be an issue. People like anyone running at him will be an issue, to be honest. It's not and he's not even slow. <laughs> he just it mm. just don't work. Uh the midfield too. I think we'll say Adams first, because I think that was probably he was less flashy.
1: Yeah, a relatively quiet game for him because the, the times they were in possession in, in our half was was typically on a counter attack. So he was he was a bit higher up anyway. Mm. I, th- I think when when we were in, all set, he was pretty comfortable closing down and and just, sort of just keeping things ticking over. Mm. Um, I think you said last night that you'll typically see. Typically, tend to get more out of him when we are in more defensive games where he has better opposition almost.
0: Yeah, that's definitely what it looks like. I think the way I phrased it was, if, if Leeds had a game where we had 70% possession, you probably wouldn't notice Tyler Adams was playing.
1: And yeah. that's
0: not because he's doing, it's because neither, he doesn't seem to make any really good passes that you go, oh, that's a really good ball. Nor does he give the ball away stupidly? He's just... There and that's absolutely fine. He's there to give
1: it. it to Mark Rocker.
0: Yeah, but if we had forty percent of possession in the game, which is going to happen a lot more than mm. the seventy, he chases around everyone, and he harries, and he looks like and he likes to tackle. He he, he looks good, but I really like Mark Rocker. <laughs> it is range
1: he, of this. Passing
0: this fantastic. is good. This is good. But I like this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got a good range of passing as Mark Rocker hasn't he? Mm. And again. Kind of that that quarterbacking almost from in front of the back four. Just give me that. I'm I'm going to give it to Harrison now, and then just and just moving us up from there. Um, the makes... thing that I liked,
0: one thing that I want to point out with Rocker before I forget, that was different in this game compared to Australia. It wasn't just the running up and pressing off the ball. He got forward a lot more in this game, and I know it's probably because Cali weren't great, but he arrived on the edge of the box. He had a decent. He had a couple of efforts. He had one from Magic Box and one where he got in like the inside left channel. It was sort of a Mateus Click type of run. Mm.
1: Uh, he,
0: he seemed a lot more comfortable going forward, which I was pleased to see. It just... More strings to his bow. And he also seemed quicker in person than he did on TV. Like, still not rapid by any stretch, but he, he, on in some games on TV, he looked slow, and in this one, he didn't.
1: Yeah. Um... I'm trying, I'm trying to think of any issues I would have had with him, but I can't really think of anything. You know, well, there's he, one. He, is, it the, is it the number of free kicks he gives away?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, like I've already said, that I think the way that we're going to do the points, for pre- we'll still predict the score, but the actual points thing is going to be pick a bet mm. and the price. And we'll see what we end up with at the end of the season. Mark to get booked. Depending on the price, Matt Locker to be booked on the opening day <laughs> is... Is a very strong front-runner to be mine. God, he loves pulling a man back, doesn't he? You know, in the same way that I was fuming when I found out that Charlie Cresswell was 18-1 to one to score any time for Millwall. Because I was like, well, he's not... I mean, he's going to get on the end of corners. It's like having Jake Cooper at that price for him as well. He gets on the end of everything. Uh, this would... If, if it turns out that he's like... I mean, to be honest, if he's anything over even money, <laughs> to be booked, I think it's probably a bet.
1: Yeah, the amount of times he just stops play by grabbing a shirt. Yeah.
0: And in friendlies, he's been able to do it like three times a game and get booked. Yeah. But the way he does it in the Premier League, unless it's in literally the first minute, he's going to get booked for the first one. Yeah. And that could be a problem. He honestly, he might be worse for bookings per minute than (laughs) Firpo. There's a chance. Um. On the left, I normally do the right first, but I think he's more interesting, so I'll for the second of these two. On the left, Jack Harrison. Number first of in. all, number 11.
1: Number 11, Jack Harrison. He's, he's taking on the mantle of Tyler Roberts. Um, <laughs> what a way to phrase it. <laughs> <laughs> Could have picked any of the great players from my time supporting Leeds. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a good act to follow, I suppose. Yeah. Um, no, again, okay. the reason I think it would have been so surprising if, if we'd have ended up selling Harrison outside of getting a ridiculous bid for him was because he he already has a good understanding of, of pressing, and even though he is now required to play a bit more centrally, he can do that, and I think he fits into this system very comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think if anything, playing more centrally might give him more a, a chance to get more goals. And you know when we're when we going forward, which you know it, what's he got? Sixteen goals in these two seasons so far, yeah. something like that. I, I think
0: he, I think he got eight in both because I think the first season was eight goals, eight assists. So I remember that yeah. being a thing, and I think he got eight again last season. But so, weren't they like all second half of the year? Yes. Yeah.
1: Barely, three of them came in against West Ham, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, there's nothing that we don't already know about Jack Harrison from this game. He presses well. He's got lots of energy. Um, you know, I do I say he's got a chance to score. Among, I can't actually think of too many chances he had in this game. But
0: no, it, I, spo- it was I suppose more... in
1: this we did have we did basically play with the, it was the close to the four triple two. I thought.
0: Yeah, obviously, Rodrigo did drop off the front a lot, so it didn't make much difference between the two systems, but Rodrigo was slightly further forward than the most central 10 has been in the previous couple of games.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I thought Harrison was really good. I uh, When we first started playing this system, I didn't think it had suit him at all, but yeah, it's proved me wrong on it. I think he's quite comfortable playing inside. I still think long-term, if Sinister ends up good, he might end up on the right with to stare on the left, but we'll have to see how good he becomes. Um, there is another story going round that Newcastle have made another bid for him that's meant to be about forty million euros, and in euros, apparently Leeds want forty seven, forty eight. Mm. I just don't think it's going to happen because if Newcastle want a player to play that position, you know, I mean, play, off, play play off the left in attack or maybe play left wing back sometimes. Mm. Maxwell Corners release clause is like eighteen million. Well, they
1: and just they've... sign him. They're also in for Madison at the moment, aren't they? In For James yeah. Madison, uh, and again, I think they've had an initial bid turned down by
0: well, Leicester. You're not by... getting you're not getting him cheap off Leicester. They're they're liable to ask you for hundred million.
1: I think they went in. I think their opening offer was forty, and I think it was rejected out of hand. Yeah, uh, well, there, there's no point said, even vaguely negotiating that first offer.
0: And likely so, they paid twenty odd for him from Norwich, and he's a much better player than that now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like so, um, um th- I mean that is also the downside for, for Newcastle is that everyone knows how much money they have. Yeah. So you know, you, you can hold out for them. I, I not just because of how much I like him personally. I I really hope he doesn't go because uh, Oh, I
0: don't want him to go. and I, I also want him to sign a new co- if he hasn't gone by the end of his transfer window with before October I want him on a new contract.
1: Yeah, he's down to he's got two years left, so yeah, it's a good time to get him on a new deal. Um, yeah, I from, from between Bielsa and Marsh, I can only imagine at this point that he is an absolute dream to work with.
0: Yeah, and the fact that he spends his entire off season apparently in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then onto the onto the right wing slash right ten, and for me, the man of the match, Brendan Aronson also lead learn how to spell his name you spelled it wrong on the big screen
1: he was so good yeah. it, you, again you could see why straight away bielsa would have been happy to have him in the team that lad will run all day um it covered so much ground he presses so well and, and presses aggressively as well like like you said earlier yeah. um his link up play with, with Christensen was fantastic. I thought he played well off um Rodrigo and Bamford as well. Um there's I think there's I think in. he
0: makes very I think he makes very intelligent runs as well. He seems mm. to make they, they, we've had a few players who you'll go, Oh, he needs to run outside there, not inside, and we'll do the wrong one. I didn't really see him doing that. Uh my worry based in Australia was that he didn't actually have the technical quality to make it count in the final third. He did yesterday. Yeah. So maybe it was just a matter of him getting more comfortable with it. Uh But, yeah, I thought he was outstanding. I also, I will tidy the joke up to make it a bit nicer, but someone saying he could find space in a single bed with me. <laughs> uh, which, you know, is pretty good going. I, I just thought Aronson was outstanding. I think it said a lot about Aronson, that everyone was talking about how good he was. And, like, your mum, who you know, she doesn't go every game. She came to the friendly with us and that was the player that she was looking at like, yeah, him, him and Christensen. Mm. She so like, yeah, them. The Very best lovely. mate.
1: Yeah. And two at Orange Cassidy. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Hell of a reference, Casey. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought... I, gentleman. I, thought I, just, I just thought Aronson was outstanding in this game. And, uh yeah, he, he is definitely... Gone from someone who I think this makes sense as a signing. I'm hoping he comes good. I'm now actively excited about him as a signing. number seven, as well. Put it this way. I brought, I brought him into my fantasy team today. Oof.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, he, he, he was fantastic.
0: Yeah. Uh, the hat trick, sort of <laughs> hero. Rodrigo. Uh,
1: the man with two and a
0: half goals. If you'd have asked me about Rodrigo, and we have talked about this on the podcast three weeks ago, there was no way he was in the starting lineup on the opening day. I think he probably will mm. be, and I think that's fair enough.
1: Yeah, I think I think if this game was sort of the final test as to mm. as to who starts next weekend, um, I think he passed. You know, there, yep. there was a couple of of early moments, like say, the first 10-15 minutes that
0: just he takes ty- an extra touch too often.
1: Which is typical of Rodrigo. But yeah. um, I, th- I think once him and Leeds got going, I, th- I thought his, his movement was fantastic. Uh, he was very unselfish at times. That, he,
0: he played a fair few drop off the front and play it from central to the left wing, curling passes. Yeah. And yeah, you need there needs to be the space to do it and other teams probably won't make it as easy but he just kept getting it right. And yeah.
1: And, and and a lot of the stuff you you, you saw with Rodrigo, you know, I do. you get the feeling he's, he's very much a confidence player. You, yeah. You know, that when it's going right for him, those things come off more. Unfortunately, you know, that's not going to happen as often when you're leading the line in a team that's in a relegation fight.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, you know, f- fingers crossed that, he could you know, we can start this, we get off to a decent enough start, you know, because I, th- I think we were talking on the, the Phil Hayes show, it was the last time that would spoken to Hayden Evans, it was, it was sort of mid-October, Leeds were 15th and that was the best it got. And God, mm-hmm. I tell you what, if we could be 11th by that point. Oof,
0: well, friends. obviously, we, this would be something that we will talk about more detail later in the week when we do his actual preview but. We have got quite a nice start. We need to make the most of it. We don't yeah. have to win them all because you know we're not good enough to do that. But we need. What did? What you, was it? You want a solid last start. season,
1: did it take us five or six games to get our first win.
0: Yeah. So you can't have that again this season. No,
1: you, you know, if you if you can get through, you know, at at this point, you know, you get four. You know, if you get four points out of your first three games, it's 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 at least a steady enough start.
0: Yeah. Well, what's that? Wolves at home, Southampton away, Chelsea at home. Yeah. If you got four points out of that, yeah, that's a solid start. Not it's not a great start. It's solid. Um. Yeah, Rodrigo has done it. Obviously, there's still a bit of me would just say play Galhart instead because I just rate him that much. But he's played well enough. It's absolutely fine. And then thank God. Bamford actually kind of looked. And he didn't look his absolute best, but he looked so much sharper than he did in Australia.
1: Yeah, he he had a he had one or two chances that he probably should have done better with. I'm not saying he should have scored, but I, th- I think he didn't end up troubling the goalkeeper. Hmm. But um, I thought again, you spoke about the intelligence, for Aronson. I thought I thought Bamford was making some very good runs and providing options for for players like Rocker and Aronson to, to pick him out. Um, again, presses well, but we already knew he had that ability. Yeah. Um, and it was just nice to see him get you know getting on the score sheet as well.
0: Yeah, getting into... Cup- it I'm, it just I'm, looked-
1: I'm getting through 90 minutes, which yeah. I, I wasn't entirely sure. I, I know even looking at that subs bench, I still wasn't entirely sure that he was going to play the full thing.
0: Yeah, uh, we have had another question um, from Jack Field. Do you Do you think we need to sign another attacking option or do you feel confident we have enough with Bamford, Rodrigo, Gelhart, Greenwood? I think we need another striker.
1: Yeah, the, 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 the concern for me would be if Rodrigo, Gelhart or Greenwood gets injured, I'm not that concerned. If Bamford gets injured, I'm very concerned.
0: Which is why it's taken all summer for it to happen. But uh, we are being linked with a move for Che Adams because apparently Southampton are willing to sell at quite a reasonable price. I mean, that the the podcast that we did after the Brentford game, when we stayed up, mm. we said, I could see Che Adams happening. Alter likes. He has the players on his list that he likes. He is one of them. Yeah. And he will be available. And there's a lot of things that he does that are similar to things that Bamford does. I think Bamford doesn't better but we're talking about a player who would be the backup to him. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's not an exciting signing. When you've been linked to the Ketelara all summer and stuff, this is not glamorous. But I think it'd be a pretty good signing. Yeah. And, and that's sort of what we
1: need at this point. Is I think, you, I think you've got your, your players in that are going to be starting the majority of games this season. And it is now putting in those, you know, the, the the backup striker to Bamford and, and, and starting could, left back, yeah. <laughs> um, I, you say starting left back, I don't feel that's what they're going for.
0: Nobody it should. But be. It's, <laughs> it's what people think they should
1: go. <laughs> but no, I, I think that that was the big thing that take out the number of injuries we had last season. In most positions, you you could reasonably look and go. We have someone who can fill in and do that job. Yeah. But we we did not have anyone who could do what Patrick Bamford did. And and we need something close to that so that if he yeah. gets injured again, we're not relying on Rodrigo as your as your main striker or even Gelhart, who again as much as we highly rate him. It's not the it's not the sort of pressure I want on him at this point of his career.
0: Yeah. And we have sort of already talked about this, but it's the last question on my notes that I wrote. Is this the 11th for the Worlds match?
1: Yeah, I think early doors. I think I'd said to you that the only one you'd really look at and question would be Rodrigo, because I think th- there was there's there's a number, you know, two or three players, whether it's Gelhart, Rodrigo, Greenwood, could could play there. You but could I also think... move
0: Allenson inside by one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah,
1: but I think realistically, after that performance, I'd be I'd be very surprised to to see that change.
0: Yeah, same. I'd be very. I would be. I mean, I actually did think because they did name Sonny Perkins as one of them subs, didn't they? Mm. I thought they might give him ten just at the end because I mean, I'm assuming he's going to play in the under twenty ones on Friday and work towards getting in the first team. But we'll, uh, we'll see with that. So yeah, that'll do us. I don't know what day we'll do the preview. I would, I mean, it's, it'll be Wednesday night or Thursday night and you play football Wednesday. So probably Thursday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause the first Premier League game's Friday. So we'll want it done before that. So yeah, we'll probably be back on Friday in the evening. Cause I think I'm out for the day Thursday. Um, But yeah, that will do us for episode 165 at Mighty White's podcast. I've been Jack. See you.
1: Okay. See you. Have a good one.
0: In a bit, and we're going to win the fucking league.